You are now, now, now tuned into Progressive Action Radio, the most objective show in America. Hosted by Tramail Thompson, co-hosted by Jamel Wilson, and DJ Damage is on the wheels of steel. You will never know what to expect when thoughts and wisdom unite. People! Get ready. ready, ready. Progressive action is now live. Welcome back to another edition of Progressive Action Radio. What's going on, cuz? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. What's going on? You know, we in the building, man. You know, a lot of things happened last week. You know what I mean? I mean, not not even last week. These past couple of days, oh, man. Oh yeah, man. It was fire out there, man. On the on the, on the internet, man. Yeah, you know, uh, Willie Rivera, William, you know, tried to get me deleted off of Facebook. I see. And you know, they 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 actually got me in Facebook jail right now. I can't post anything. But the the problem I have with them is that they trying to silence the truth. You cannot silence. The truth. The people are listening, and you're aware that. Y'all pulled your best stunt, and that was trying to get me deleted from Facebook. But you cannot delete Progressive Action Radio or the new website that we got coming this week, right? Oh, yes. That's <laughs> right, people. We got a website coming, you know? There we go. We got a website coming. But on a serious note, um, these guys, and I'm, I'm going to speak particular to, to William Rivera. And Mr. Thomas McNally. Uh, I mean, we're going to leave him out of this. This is, the, this is the William Rivera show today. And the reason I say that is because this guy, he tries to intimidate people. You know, he admitted that he ran down on Stephen Thomas with five people, I guess, to, and, and with trying to intimidate and cause fear. He has threatened um, Gary Bono just as recently as yesterday, talking about he'll see him in the field. Not to mention the, the subliminal threats that he has said to me. But the thing that I want to take time to talk about is him using derogatory terms. He called, he liked using the word tranny. He called me, you know, a tranny. Now, a lot of people may not um, understand, but, you know, that's a very, very, very hateful term. And that's not an alternate name for transgender it's not. And, you know, it, they say it's a popular slur that carries a, lot, a long history of hatred, violence, and oppression. It's the same thing like the N-word. So that's what these guys represent up there. Hatred, violence, and oppression. That's why they tried to shut us down. But, Willie, and you talked about that the uh, MTA got an investigation going on on me. Aren't you a, an elected rep? So you putting my personal business out on the internet. You're not supposed to do that. You understand? Now, as far as I understand, there's no investigation going on on me. But maybe he knows something I don't. It's the same thing what they did with the civil rights leaders in the 60s. The people who couldn't beat them, they sent the FBI on them to try to calm them down to take care of them. And this is the same thing that y'all doing. But y'all represent hatred, and it's evident. And I, by the time I finish with you, Willie, William, I don't think Sammy Singer want to stand next to you because that tranny word is going to get you in a whole bunch of trouble because you have been doing nothing but showing hatred 
on this internet. Been trying to intimidate. You even use terms, oh, I move like the mafia. You not, you, you, you not even mafioso. You Puerto Rican. When you going to start acknowledging your own nationality? When are you going to start doing that? You not Italian. You not even like a tough guy. You just this internet bully that think that he's so big and bad. Oh, I ran down on this guy with five people. Are you serious? But that tranny word is going to get you in trouble because it's very unbecoming of a union rep. And it's also unbecoming of an MTA employee. But I'm not here to try to get you in no trouble with your job. But as far as you being involved with the union, we're going to see how long that's going to last. But what's going on, cuz? I'm doing good, man. Like I said, uh, last week's show was a powerful show because we had Mr. Harry Wills on the show, and uh, he was a ins- he's an insider. He was an insider that exposed a lot. You know, uh, like I said, it, it's a lot of uh, hate again, hatred and bigotry, and just a, and my personal thing is it's a lot of incompetence going on up there at that uh, union floors. I'm not even going to call it a union hall. It's floors. No, just call, it a, two, ho- just call it a hallway. It's a, right. It's two and a half floors. It's a hallway. It's a hallway, yeah. basically. Yeah. Okay. It's two and a half floors. Okay. Like I said, pure negligence. How do you pass up purchasing an entire building in Midtown, down the block from major subway, and down the block from ma- basically down the block from major transportation hubs? Okay. There's no reason for that. Yes, it is. Ask oh yeah, Nick, what's the reason for it? Ask Nick Bedell. <laughs> <laughs> ask Nick Bedell what the reason is. Because all his interests, I need y'all to pay attention. All Nick Bedell interests have taken the forefront. This guy loves, he's a he's an energy conservationist. He loves riding his bike. We now represent City Bike and we also have pedicabs. Harry Will said that Nick Bedell friend was was on the uh was the realtor of the, the cell of 195 Montague Street. Without a doubt. These people get finder's fees. You think Nick Bedell go give up a, 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 a finder's fee when the building sold for $30 million? Why would, why, what would be the reason for them to take that building? They said Samuelson didn't even want that building. So something had to happen. What? I wouldn't even be surprised if um, finder's fees went down the line because it's not their money that they playing with. You know, And that's part of the reason William Vivera is mad because he got exposed trying to scam us of um of extra vacation days that we remember we pay for them and he got caught trying to take extra vacation days and he ended up owing the union like forty five hundred dollars who knows if he paid that back because when we put that post out there and we showed the paperwork to prove it listen he had again he deleted that post with the quickness well he got he got the post deleted he got the post deleted right that's that's where it started he got a few posts deleted that's how i ended up and Facebook, but um, by by Monday or Tuesday, progressiveaction.info will be up and running. They cannot delete that. I promise you, it's not going to be nothing they could do about that. But who we got in the building today, cuz? Well, tonight, like I said, we have uh, we have more um, members of the rank and file. Matter of fact, uh, I'm sorry to say former officers who are here who are going to tell the story of what uh, Samuelson and company can do when you disagree with them and you don't go along with their program. We have tonight on the show, for the first time, officers from the MTA bus. We have Mr. Jack DeSena, former chair. former chair of the Guardia Bus Depot, former Tribal Coach Depot, 
and we have Miss Marjorie, jo- Marjorie Johnson, also a, a former officer from the same depot, LaGuardia Depot. <laughs> How y'all doing today? How y'all doing this evening? Yeah, speaking to the mic, speaking to the mic. Usually, usually our guests get comfortable when it be their second, third time up here. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so how y'all doing today? All right, we're doing pretty good. What brings y'all to Progressive Action Radio tonight? Yes. You starting it off? I'll start it off. <laughs> uh, Margie and I, we were... Uh, like you said in the beginning of the show, we were uh, former officers over at LaGuardia Depot, and we didn't go along with the the program with Samuelson, and uh, they took us out. And what program was that that he wanted y'all to go along with? Well, we want to, you know, he, he it was during the elections. He wanted to try to get the MTA bus, but nobody really wanted to vote for him. He lost the MTA bus. Okay. So he got my my uh, vice chair to go jump on his bandwagon, and that's when all the backstabbing came to a real uh, uh, boiling point. Where he just uh, we had a, a a barbecue back on August 29th of 2015, and uh, my uh, former vice chair filed a complaint saying that it was a fundraiser for Joe Campbell and Hector Comrie. Okay. And it wasn't a fundraiser. It was a block party. <laughs> and they filed charges. He filed charges against us. It was too late. Uh, Barbara Deinhardt came down with a decision, and then we thought that was it. What was her deci- decision? Her decision is that we were. she found us guilty of having a fundraiser. I don't know why. When we had all these people saying that it wasn't a fundraiser, it was a block party. Okay? Now, she came down with the decision that, you know, we had to pay a $350 fine or something. And when Castro, the former, my former vice chair, filed the charges, it was too late. He filed them. He didn't file it in time. So he went uh, to... Uh, this guy, he claims to be the MAC coordinator at MTA, from MTA Bus, Angel Perez. He says he's the MAC coordinator for uh, TA, OA, and MTA Bus. He said it at, a, at a, one of the division meetings back in November or December last year. And uh, he filed the charges because he says he found out, even though he was running on the same ticket with Castro and uh, Samuelson ticket, he found out when Barbara Deinhardt came out with the decision. He says he found out on, on the internet. Mm. Wow. And then he filed the charges, and that's how they came about to taking us out, bringing us to trial, this and that. But it was a, what do you call it? It was a double jeopardy. Because if the, if, uh, let me see. If you go to, you go to the, uh, What's her name? Barbara Deinhardt, the neutral monitor. Neutral monitor. Yeah. Neutral monitor, right? You go to her. She, fi- you know, she finds. A, she makes a decision, and that's it. Now, why are you filing charges after that? Do you think her decision was fair? No, it wasn't fair. Of course not. It wasn't, it fair. wasn't fair. You know, this is the same Barbara Deinhardt 
that basically found you guys guilty of doing a fundraiser, but she couldn't find Donald Yates guilty of forging signatures that would have put that would have brought that would have right. federal charges that would have basically barred him from the election and being in the union, and it, it, you know a, a whole it would have been a whole a whole slew of and he admitted it discipline and he admitted it yeah, yeah. and was was strange I mean. She has a motive, and her motive's, motive is like the $70,000 that she get paid for just three dates yeah, to be a neutral monitor. Yeah, yeah. That, that we know of, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, and uh, they, they brought us to trial, and, uh, and even the trial process was a joke, okay? They picked two vice presidents for the panel and two members from uh, the same division. Now, can you please state to everybody who the members of that trial committee were? Uh, let me see. It was uh, Richie Davis. Oh, I forgot the other guy's names. Was it Christopher Magwood was one of the Magwood other was one of them. Uh, Richie Davis, Magwood, uh, and two other guys. I don't know, one was a woman. It's not in there. Oh, wait. It might be in there. Hold on. So I, I hear this Richie Davis name a lot. Yeah. What's, what's, up, what's up with Richie Davis? Yeah, he's probably grooming him to be the next uh, well, he's president. A, yeah, well, he's a VP of Map Store. Yeah. You know, that's somebody that catapulted from a low-level chief line steward back in the days. Right. From the old Clara Hill Depot. And uh, basically, you know, with the grace of God, got catapulted to uh, from chief line steward to division chair because basically nobody else, the people... The chairmen at that time didn't want it. It was a stressful job when Mike Tertrone, well, when Barry vacated it, yeah. Barry Roberts. So basically, uh, that's how you got there with the grace of God, and, you know? And I, I don't, you know, I'm hearing a little buzz that I don't even think he's going to be the next president. Who, yeah. Who's that, who that other guy? The tall black guy? Earl Phillips. Earl Phillips. <laughs> they, they grooming Earl Phillips. Right. They said they saying Richie Davis, he he's too much of a snake. He may stab Samuelson in the back. <laughs> right. So basically, so basically Samuelson doesn't trust you, bro. Man. All that work all that work you're doing for him, bro, he doesn't trust you. And how do we know that? Exactly. <laughs> That's the word going around town, buddy. Exactly. Man. Well, the other guys were Richie Davis, Richard Holly, Christopher Magwood, and Janine Gregory. That was the trial committee. And then they had two vice presidents. Which one was Richie Davis, and the other one I think was Tony Utano. That uh, uh, let me see. Miss Marjorie, don't be afraid to speak. No, I'm not afraid. I'm letting him. Let him get his shine. Okay. <laughs> For the panel, they picked two vice presidents. Yeah. And the rule in the E board is no two members from the same division can serve on a panel. And you can check with the two living presidents, Sonny Hall and Roger Toussaint, on that. Unbelievable. And I think Roger um, stated his piece in that. Yeah, Roger stated that, I believe, in the group. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this is what I don't understand about the Samuelson administration. They do so much wrong. How are they allowed to get away with it, especially if you have bylaws and constitutions and things like that? Well, of course, they, let, they, they use it to their advantage. They, use, they take what they want out of it and use it and the rest of it they kick it to the side well how, how can you i mean if it's something is in black and white they have to have some type of accountability they can't just take it out whenever they feel like they could they want to take it out 
But if there's nobody there to challenge them, that's what I'm saying. They so they can walk. So with everything. So if like you, they did the the kangaroo court with y'all. What was y'all other option after that? Oh, just appeal. We, we appealed it. But, we had an appeal. But the international, he he has that sold up too. Yeah, because a lot of those officers that are on the executive on the executive board in the local, they're also on the executive board international, huh? Right. Yes. Yeah. My goodness. And that's, that's a big conflict of interest. Very. Every, everything is sold up. Everything is sold yeah. up. So basically, you know, um, so it was a kangaroo court. You had Mr. Richie Davis as the chair of that trial committee, and Magwood, and 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 the, and a couple of other people. Right. Now, basically, um, again, you know. For them to work hard and and basically get you guys out of office, um, I remember a time back in matter of fact, I remember back for Halloween of 2015, where Mr. Richie Davis and company had the depot, Manhattanville Depot, decorated in Halloween decorations with cobwebs and everything, and he was dressed up like Dracula. So <laughs> if they can, so if you could be a part of getting you guys out of office for having a barbecue on the side of the depot, what should have happened to them for doing something like that inside the depot? And that's, conduct, that's supposed to be conduct under unbecoming as far as the authorities' rules goes. And that's also conduct unbecoming of a high-ranking offic- high official union rep. Right. What, what were but, they afraid of with y'all to want to one remove y'all? What was y'all why was y'all well, so threatened? My mouth. My mouth. <laughs> and they, were, they they just wanted to get their guys in, the My bottom mouth. line. And they were all incompetent. The guys they got in are incompetent. Okay, they don't know what they're doing. I mean, you know, the first few weeks, yeah, they can blame me for losing everything, losing this, losing that. I know I, I, I expected that when that happened, when I got taken out. They were, they were going to blame me for everything. Okay. You know, but they, they're incompetent. I mean, over here, I, got a, I, I have a grievance, a copy of a grievance, where the, uh, Mr. Castro did a first and a second level. A first and a second level on, uh, on a, a grievance. Okay, he did both of them. Wow. You know? The first level, the, the depot chair does. Uh, second level, uh, division the, division, uh, the division chair does it. You know, does the second level. But I, I guess he must have took it upon himself to do first and second, so it's a so it's a, so it's a grievance concerning disability pay that was not that was not uh, paid out or, or what? Right, What's yeah, that? but eventually it got resolved. But how can you do uh, uh, how can you do first and second level? Okay, hearings, you can't, you can't. Right, same guy can't do it. Okay, you know. Yeah, so you know it it, it but the, it just really amazes me what they did to you guys. You know, yeah. it it really does. So. uh you have anything else to say about that, or I mean, I missed it. I stepped out. Huh? Oh, okay. Well, no, we we were just talking about the officers and what and what they do, and you know, you know, this grievance here, and I was just trying to tell them exactly what you know was going on with the people who were on the trial committee and how they have the nerve to do something like that to them, but yet when they they themselves the things that they do. They should be brought up on charges. Yeah, you know? I, I agree. So what, what what's going on? Like, could y'all attend union meetings and things like that? Well, well I I can't attend. I'm uh, they barred me from doing it for three years, but they violated the they violated the the uh, bylaws on there too. Well, let me ask you: Are you in good standing? I'm in bad standing. 
You in bad standing. They put me in bad standing. How can they put you in bad standing? I'm the big bad wolf to them. No, I'm just saying. I mean, you on paper you are in good standing, correct? Or like, how can they put you? How can they put you in bad standing? They put me in bad standing because they found me guilty at the at the their kangaroo court, and they say I was found guilty and I'm, I will be put in bad standing. I can't go to any division meetings, no union functions, no. Um, uh, uh, any anything to do with uh, TW Local 100? I can't. I can't have nothing to do. I can't help out the members. You know, I can't. I can't do. Anything. I, ne- I never. I never heard of that. Yeah. 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 Even, then, even though even though you're paying union dues on time, I never heard yeah. of. Uh, I never heard of somebody being thrown in the bad stand. So Jamel. Then, then what he does? <laughs> what Samerson did? After after they took us out of office. He made flyers to make sure they went to all the MTA bus depots. I don't know if they went to the TA and OA depots, but I know uh, uh, all the MTA bus depots got flyers saying that the, the offices at LaGuardia uh, Depot were taken out of uh, office. And we never heard of anything like that happening where when an office take, gets taken out of service, he puts out a newsletter, emails people, uh, everything. He put it on full blast. Well, no. Do you? It kind of like it was kind of personal with him. I can vouch for um, OA. We didn't. Um, I didn't hear anything about that. Like I said, I was educated to that from uh, from Roger and, and Joe Campbell and, and and a couple other people about what happened to you guys. So they didn't circulate that around around nice. the TA OA because they're not going to do that because again, they don't want. They don't want the members that they serve to know what it is that they're doing. Right. Because, again, people, the members who they serve in OA um, reach out to them for their personal issues and they have their, you know, and they have their questions that they ask. So if as long as they as as long as the members don't know that this is what they're doing to other people, then everything is all good. Well, I'll tell you what. I guess me and you in bad standing right now. Yeah, right? We, oh yeah, we're in bad standing. With <laughs> Progressive action is in bad standing. Welcome to the club. Exactly. Joe, Joe just came in the building. Yeah, Joe, Mr. Joe Campbell just came in. There. How you doing, Joe? What's up, everybody? This Great to pro- see you all. Listen, you know Willie and I'm going to say, oh, you can't get no guests, so that's why Joe's back on again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Joe, you have, any, you have anything to say? Are you, you, are you familiar with this situation? Well, yeah, um, this, that was an attack on our slate. Um, they paid the, 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 the ultimate price for it. But, um, you know, you, they, they probably already told you the story. But, um, you know, during the, uh, the Inquisition, um, they kept they, – they were more interested when – I, when I came in the room, they were more interested in what I was doing at that particular uh, function and, and, and why and who invited me and how did I know about it and stuff that had nothing to do with the case at all. They would just, in other words, when you're in the middle of your persecution and you have no witnesses and you have no evidence, you look for something to hang your hat on. And they were looking for something to say that it was a campaign function because I showed up um, and, and, and that I would be invited to it. And I tried to explain it to them, even though... Who's you know, them? Who's them? Uh, Davis, Magwood, somebody else, uh, Angel Perez. That's the people that was on the trial committee. And that dusty old people. lawyer they have. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, I was, and I was trying to, um, you know, even explain it to them, even though it's like being in a, in a room full of water bugs in the dark. 
um, I, I, I still was able to get it out um, to tell them that, you know, they're also my friends, and I know them for a very long time, and I've supported other functions, and I never thought I had an answer for it. I've gone to Christmas parties and, and you know, all the things that they do. You know, I, I, I rode their bus to Albany. Um, you know, I like being with them. They're solid union people, which means they don't belong in the Samuelson camp. I mean, that's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, you know, that was, that, was what, that, that was more of like what they wanted out of me. Um, but, you know, what the travesty of this whole thing is that uh, Barbara Dinehard, the unneutral monitor, <laughs> um, right, she, she, she when, when she, I don't know if you guys uh, talked about this yet, she didn't interview the one witness that would have shed light on this whole thing. He was the person that took the money and went and bought the additional supplies for the event. Um, he was out of town. And she didn't. She decided that she had to make a. a, a she was probably pressured to do it, because um, she's on their payroll, to come up with a decision based on on the limited information she had. Now, now later on, this witness comes to the trial, but they don't want to hear anything about that. They have no witnesses and no evidence. We have witnesses and evidence, but, 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 but Jack and and, and Margie lose. How does so, that so isn't the burden of proof should have to be on them? The, the burden of proof should be like. Uh, above and beyond. I mean, it has to be with, 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 with no reasonable doubt. I mean, that's how a criminal justice system works. Yeah. In the union hall, it doesn't work like that. It works like you get your orders, you're going to take these guys out so I can put my flunky in their place. So this way, when I, when I uh, ruin their arbitration and, gave, and give them a BS pension, um, at least in LaGuardia, the officers there that are in won't, uh, you know, Another, criticize it. In other words, it's friendship before membership. You know what I mean? Because they're getting ready to, you know, there's an arbitration and there's a pension thing. And MTA buses is, is, is hot on, on um, you know, issues. Like one, you know, they got the same garbage week contract that we got. And then the pension wasn't addressed, right? Now, now they're upset about that. It's not like us. Um, you know, tier six is bad, but... In, in, in looking at even just tier four, when we get a raise, we get a raise also in our pension because we're paying more into it and it's based on what we make when we leave. For them, it's, it's, it's a locked in number. So they, right. they, they have to negotiate and fight for an increased pension. And, and, and you know, the, the company fights against that. So their pension is locked at a set number no matter how much money they make. Right, now can you, Marjorie or Jack, um, tell everybody how it works with your pension? so that everybody can have clarity with the differences? Okay, our pension is, we had a 2057 pension. You 20 years of service, age 57, you're able to go. If you leave before 57, if you leave at the age of 55, then it's a 6% penalty. When Roger was in office, the pension was $82. When he negotiated the, um, the pension piece with us, for us, he brought the pension from $82 to 105, which was a $23 jump, because it was at $82 for the longest time. When we were out on strike for the seven, seven weeks, back in 2002? Something like that, yeah. Okay, when we walked the picket line, um, they had offered us to raise it to 90, 90, $92 or $94, $94. An hour, but George Jennings didn't agree to that, so it went back down to 82. When Roger came in office, he brought it up to 105. 
So it's based on your years of service. If you have 30 years of service times 105, that's how much you would make. 40 years of service times 105, that's how much you make. Per month. Per month. Per month. So, yes. it's, so it's basically a set number. It's a set yeah. number. That's where we're at. It only and goes up if you work. It only, it only goes up if they... If you work. Like you have to work a yeah. lot of years. You have to work to a up. lot of years and you get it based on that. So right now they're in negotiations for that. John Day, I mean John Day, put a number out there, one forty-three, and that's yeah, what they're at. Yeah, one forty-three. Okay. But they're, they're, you know, there's, there's other companies that are up getting one eighty per years of service, like uh, uh, UPS. They're getting one eighty per years of service. So we're still behind. You know, you know? it's never. It's my point on the whole pension piece is that. Roger brought it up to 105 when he did when he did his negotiations. He gave there was 23 concessions that's always thrown out there, okay, where they gave back 23 concessions, which is like work rules, certain things combined of a whole bunch of things. But John Samuelson has came to the garage and said he's never gave back any concessions. That's okay. a lie. Listen. He has came to our garage, said that he never gave back any concessions. Yep. Okay? And he has came in the union office and accused Jack of locking people out of the union office, which wasn't uh, so. claimed I locked okay? uh, because this my is vice what, chair out of the union This is what office. Castro put out there. Yeah. But mind you, with all this when he came in and I approached him, woman to man, I said, Mr. Samuelson, you didn't give up no concessions. He said no. I said, but you took a three-year contract to a five-year contract. Isn't that a concession? Is that a concession? It sounds like, <laughs> well, without it a sounds doubt, more like one to me. <laughs> Is it a concession, Joe? It's a concession, absolutely. Okay. And that's a big concession. All right? Then, all the years I've worked with MTA, I mean, Triborough Coach, we have never received anything, an 8% increase, which is only 7.5 because 0.5 has to go towards your medical. Another concession. Another concession. <laughs> Another concession. But you don't give up any concessions. Then he comes to our garage with this pamphlet and hands it out. He went to College Point first. It was in red. This is a copy. Okay. Okay? Can I see that? What is the year when we when our retro is going to go back? Could somebody read that to us? Because I wow. gave it to... Wow, 2102. Okay, that's 87 years. You're a president of TW... 2102? We'll all be dead. You're, you're a president of a large union, TW Local 100. You don't even proofread your... Your material that you hand out to your members. Oh, no, of course not, because our contract uh, currently right now, our wage, <laughs> uh, our wage progression, right? It says after five years, you get up to 90%. So it doesn't even, it doesn't even get up to the whole 100%. But, so basically, that's something that six they... Six years. Six years, right. Yeah. So well, that's we, or you're even hoping six years. No, yeah, exactly. No. Six years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's basically something that they overlooked when they signed it. You know. But that's not an overlook. You have all these clowns working for you. Somebody's supposed to proofread it before you hand it out. 
The education department. Okay. <laughs> let, let's, let, let, let's be real. Exactly, yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. Okay. Don't try to knock down. Union, to me, the word union means unity. It doesn't mean what he's doing. Dividing and conquering and all this. Okay. It's not, it's, I don't go for it. I've been here almost 29 years, and I've never seen it the way it is. And a lot of people need to wake up and see what's going on. Why do you think the people, you think people are afraid to speak out? Yes, because yes. when they're scared of him. What is it? To, I don't understand. What's listen, the fear? Listen, because you have people that don't want to do their tools. You are hired as a bus operator, a bus cleaner, a track worker, whatever you're hired to do. Mm -hmm. Do it. Because that's the only way that we're gonna come strong again. Do not give up your tools. You know what I'm saying? Do not be afraid to operate a bus. That's what you're hired to. How can you lead if you don't wanna do the job? Yeah, I, I don't understand. I that. agree with you 100% on that one. And the, the thing is that if we, it, honestly, I feel that if we want change, they could, they could do whatever they want. We gotta wake up the members that's not in the union to start speaking up. Joe, you said something very important the other day and I asked you to repeat it. You remember what it was? Well, you put inside the group, and I said every member needs to hear this. Oh, it, it, it yeah, it was. Um, wow, uh, it was about. Um, the the Joe said something about the highest ranking. Oh, the highest ranking uh, person in the union is a member, and the officers are servants of the membership, and and we we should never ever forget that. That's the, uh, that's the thing, and even with this show, we we trying to empower the regular member mm -hmm. to be like, you know what, you have a voice people started coming up and speaking out more. We really control the union. The union getting away with what they getting away with because nobody's speaking up. Right, a lot of people don't understand and, that. And, it takes they're, more, and they're afraid. It takes more than the people in this room. Right. We, we got, it's, it's a 40,000 plus membership. 200 people shouldn't only be interested. Right, right. And, and, and you know, <laughs> Tremel and myself, we try to tell people, Tremel and myself we're, are both members also. We're the average member. We did the shops do a course. We're in the trenches every day. Tramel has almost three years on the job. I have 16 years on the job, working on 17. So we're both members, and we're both, uh, you know, we decided to put this together to bring the information to all, you know, to the rank and file, you know, no matter what's going on. Because, okay, some, people's, um, some people said to me that, well, your show sounds like um, Joe Campbell versus Samuelson. No, that's not the case. What our show is, is information, just like the media and just like what you would watch on television or on the news, okay? If, every, if everything was honky-dory and there were rallies and we were kicking butt and we were getting great contracts and we were doing this, we would be bringing that same news to everybody. Yeah. But that's not the case. And, and it's, about, it's about truth. And it's obvious that one side lies on the truth and the other side lies on right. it with the lies. So if you want to label it... Um, you know, Joe versus Samuelson, let's also name it, name it truth versus lies. Because they tried to silence me last week. Mm -hmm. I mean, yesterday, a matter of fact, they tried we to have. silence me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's obvious that they're afraid of what's going on here. More people speaking out. And, and it's crazy that you got y'all and y'all division. People in, in different divisions got problems. And it's the same problem. So everybody can't mm -hmm. be wrong. Everybody cannot be wrong. So this is something that has to be done 
to 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 wake up the membership because I'm not even concerned with the union at this point. And and you know <clears throat> what happened to the two of you, right? It's not just an MTA bus. Again, it's um from what I understand, it's in the stations department also. The way they have it's, it's some nonsense <clears throat> to where now they they don't have as many um section meetings during the year now they changed it they said it wasn't some funding or something in it or something like that yeah the union can't afford for them to have meetings that's that's absurd it's absolutely ridiculous how does the they can't afford for them to have meetings but the union could afford the five thousand dollar lunches for one day i know in they can afford to to throw a kangaroo court yeah. Now, here's the thing about the section meetings for stations, right? They would hold the section meeting after the division meeting. So the, meet, the, the meeting room was already for them. What they would do is after the division meeting, they would break into the station agent section and have a meeting, right? And it seemed, it seemed like a good idea because everybody's down there anyway, and, um, and, and they don't have to ask for the room again. So it costs zero. That is the lamest excuse. What they don't want is they don't want station agents to have meeting credits. So they want to interrupt their section meetings so this way they don't get a double meeting for that day. They don't get, they don't get to sign in for the division and sign in for the section. So basically what they're doing is it's like a, um, a, officer, a future officer suppression, you know, like a, a qualification suppression. And well, that's, that's also what they did to, to Woodside. When they told them that they could no longer have their section meetings in that VFW, uh, it's a Catholic War Veterans Hall, uh, right by the train station on 61st and Roosevelt. They used to go there every month. They used to pay for it themselves. There was just no reason why the, uh, Utano and his chauffeur um, come down there and tell them that they can't meet no more. Now, I mean, you can meet all over the place, but it won't count towards, um, uh, count towards officer it. qualifications, like to run. Right. So, they, so now they're telling Woodside they, they all have to go to the hall, which they're not going to do. When they had their section meetings there, they had, um, they had quorums, so they could make motions and they could you know, get business done. Now it's like they're not gonna, nobody's going to go down to the union hall. That's not in a good place for them. You know, it's, 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 you, see, you see what's going on, and, it, and it's, 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 it's expanding. Right, and, yeah, and now it's expanded to Fresh Pond Depot because from what I understand now, Fresh Pond Depot in Brooklyn, they got um, now that uh, this guy, J.P. Pedafiano, or however you pronounce his name, got, <laughs> I don't know him, but I'm sorry if I pronounced it wrong, <laughs> but it got the chairman of that depot out of office for whatever reason. I, I don't know what James Beard did. I knew his father for a long time. He used to work down at the Union Hall. He was a very good man, very decent man. Um, he ran with them, um, or at least supported them. And I, I heard that he, he got a promotion, and, but I don't know the details of how he was taken out of office or what happened. I'll have to you know, get somebody to tell me that. But you know, in his defense, for whatever reason, um, in, in, in all the difficulties that I had in all the uh, places where we wanted to shopgate during the elections and tell people who we were and what we were about, um, in, in, in the places that were in opposition to us, we, we found it very difficult, except at Fresh Pond Depot. And Mr. Beard was very, uh, uh, he was a gentleman about the whole thing, about democracy, about, you know, we get our equal time on the floor as long as we want, you know, because the operators come and go, you know how it works. And so if you're talking to a room in a half an hour, the, the whole place could change. You know, people come in from, the, you know, bring their bus in and they go out and they take their bus out. So you, you could keep on talking all night long to different phases. And he was very good about that. So, I, you know, I have no complaints about him. And I hope that they treated him fairly and they treated him with uh, respect for which, what I believe he deserves. Okay. 
So, so Miss Marjorie, are you also in bad standing as a result of the? No, I'm not in bad standings. I'm just um, suspended from running from running for office for a year due to the fact that if they would let me run this year, he would have never been there. So now, <laughs> to you, um, to, <laughs> to y'all knowledge, right? The other local 100 represented MTA bus garages, which is, I believe, College Point and uh, Baisley Park. Baisley Park and East Chester and East, East Chester and Yonkers. Yeah. Do they um are those are all those Chairman's Union people Samuelson supporters? Did they run on this slate, or no? Just no. Uh, East Chester. Just East Chester. Just East Chester. So yeah. basically, he'll be coming for the other chairmen's and union people's heads, also. Um, from, from what I, you know, from what it looks like, <laughs> you know? pretty much the way it's going. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. So, um, Joe, how can I don't understand? I'm trying to figure out how does this work. How can he be put in bad standing if he's continually making uh, union dues? He was he was uh, censured. They call it. Um, you know, a kangaroo court's going to blow up everything. So they, they needed to get him out of the picture. Now, whatever happens to the pension, whether it comes back good or not, is irrelevant. They knew that there was, they, they, the committee in, La, in LaGuardia was on to them, was on to their antics. They were never going to win them over. Um, and the only way to do it was to do it this way, to, to, to push him out. And, um, and the way they did it was awful. Um, if you're doing such a great job, why can't you run somebody against them? I mean, you know, the members wanted them. That's why they're there. He denied the, he, he denied the elections at LaGuardia Depot. There was no elections this year. I, I, he just put his guys in there, and that was it. Incompetent. All incompetent. That's not, I mean, he's being kind when he says incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, it, the decision came down, like, with Margie. She wasn't in bad standing. She goes to a division meeting, uh, when was it, two months ago? And On in April. Last month, she went to the division April. meeting, and uh, Cashel started going nuts. The, my former vice chair started going nuts. She shouldn't be here. The guy doesn't even know the rules. He don't even know. Why shouldn't she be at the division meeting? Well, I, I don't understand why they're so scared. I mean, I, you do sound kind of feisty, Marjorie. <laughs> well, they, they, he's been scared. He's been, him and uh, Pete Rusconi has been working hard. He's the, I guess he's the VP in uh, MTA bus. <laughs> that nobody wanted. Nobody, well, he lost the MTA bus. School bus put him in. Yeah. School oh. bus. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's MTA right. bus did not but vote anyway, for him. But anyway, they're trying their hardest because I, I wound up going out on disability because I can't go, I can't drive. The... Uh, Max Center won't let me drive because I have uh, medical conditions. Okay. Okay. So there, we have a position at the LaGuardia. It's a division shifter position. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, they're trying so hard. Pete Rusconi and uh, Luisito Castro are trying so hard to stop me from getting that position. Okay. They're trying to stop me from working. They just want me to go out, and that's it. Wow. That, that, that's, that's not going to happen. Yeah. I don't think it should happen that easy. Well, that's what's happening right now. Oh, so I see y'all have division shifters also. Yeah. Yeah, because they have division shifters, and uh, they have them in map store. I don't know about TA Surface. That's something I don't yeah, have to it's ask. It's headquartered out of LaGuardia, ours, and it's two, two division shifters we have. Okay. So yeah. so uh, he got, he, you know, he appoints, uh, uh, Samuelson appoints these clowns in there, you know? And then uh, uh, 
a couple of years ago at the mass membership meeting at the the big one at the the Javits Center. Okay. Right. Are you 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 being you being kind again when you say the big one, right? He meant the he meant big room. He didn't mean big, big, big room. Big room. Yeah. Big room. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I was there too. Anyway, oh, um, just before John Samuelson was about to walk into the, you know, to be introduced, I was standing right there to go in. I was waiting for him to go in, you know, and he just turns to me and says, uh, "How come every time I turn around, I see you standing with Joe Campbell? You're always with Joe Campbell after all I did for you." <laughs> This and that. I'm like, you know, I was shocked. You're about to go in front of, uh, you know, 30, 40 people or whatever. And, and you're over here worried about me hanging out with Joe Campbell? You know? I mean, you know, I moved to Astoria a while ago, and I met Joe Campbell in Astoria, but I didn't tell him that. You know, why do I have to explain myself to him? You're a grown man. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like a big baby. So then uh, during the elections last year, Okay, uh, I had a photographer. My photographer, he turned on me. I don't know why. Something happened with him. And do Samson so, got him on payroll? Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but so what happened was when we were still talking, somebody had put the 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 you sta uh, stand united. Their slate was stand united. Yeah. The stand united uh, posters in the urinals and in the toilet bowls. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. So I took a picture of it, and I sent it to him. You know, it was like a, a silly thing I did. And I just sent it to him. I didn't send it to everybody, you know. And I says, look, I, I took a piss on this. Just, you know, just joking around, right? So back on uh, January 7th, and I think you guys got the text now. I sent it to you guys, all right? John Samuelson sent me a text, and he says, does this look familiar to you? And it was the picture of the yeah, yeah. their poster in the urinal. Mm -hmm. And I responded, I guess, some something to the effect like, uh, yeah, that was last year during the elections, but the elections are over now. You won. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, what are you worried about? Now, why are you sending me this text for? You know, and I guess that's what fueled him into really going hard at me. And then Margie wound up being, Margie Johnson wound up being, uh, I think, collateral damage. Wow, this guy. Okay. And so he holds grudges. He holds grudges. From what I'm looking at, this the pattern, yeah. You know, uh, I'm guilty because I hang out with Joe Campbell. Joe, you're a troublemaker. Yeah. Right? I'm a horrible man. I'm <laughs> yeah. a bad man. Exactly. You're, you're, a you're probably the reason why they reported my page, messing with you, man. <laughs> I know. Every, everybody that comes near me gets hurt. Well, was it that, or do you think it was those Facebook memes you put on in MTA Winter Circle in, in our group? Oh, what the mannequins standing with the Verizon signs? No, or or maybe the face <laughs> of the the fat the fat guy sitting on the sofa, or the one running up the street. Oh, you talking about, the, talking <laughs> that about the, funny. the topless guys? The topless guys, yes. Oh, for the decent exposure, You're right? Yeah, that's gross. Or, or maybe it's the one of him um falling asleep on stage. Yeah, at the meeting in the international. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he slept the whole time, like five days, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know, so, I don't know. So, so maybe. Maybe that might have been a reason why they wanted to block you over Facebook. Well, you may, know? Maybe because I released the LM2s and the whole list of the offices. Right. Maybe that's the reason why also. Who, who knows? I don't know. They, they got a lot of reasons to they be They have mad. a lot of reasons, yeah. But guess what? They can't do shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> they can't. Listen, y'all going to have a hard time with me. Let me tell you something. I'm going to be very honest. I was going to leave y'all alone. But thanks to William Vivera, it's all out war now. I just need y'all to know that. It's on. I'm very relentless. 
I was on to I was going to do other things, but y'all asked for this now. And I'm gonna give y'all exactly what y'all want. I'm telling you, William, nobody's gonna wanna stand next to you for using that tranny word. You violated a lot of people by saying that, and you gonna reap what you sow, buddy. I'm telling you, those words gonna come back to haunt you. Now, I'm looking at uh, a copy of y'all current MOU that you just handed to me, mm -hmm. and I see here that um, under the wage progression, it says the same thing that said. <laughs> <laughs> Six years. It's a six no, years. No, 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 And no, it no. says ninety no, percent. No, no, do not, do not make anything up because nothing is is regular to these guys. You can't assume. Don't assume. It it stops at five years, at ninety percent, mm -hmm. and that's that's it. Because at the end of the day, the MTA could be like, oh, we thought you meant eight years. No, Man. you know, it, it was six. Man. No, we thought you meant eight. So what's gonna happen? Arbitrator go come. Well, y'all gonna be stuck at five years, ninety percent until we work this out. And yeah. then, yeah. And then when Tramel, and then when Tramel posted it in the group, right? What these, you know, what a few people had to know. No, nervous, be specific. What Nick Bedell said. What Nick? Okay, what Nick Bedell said. Okay, was that? Oh, it doesn't matter. They're gonna pay you the top pay anyway. Oh yeah. But no, it does matter because I was handed a copy of the current MOU that the um, supervisors are working under, and that's the S that's the Triple S A Union. And the language under their wage progression, it's worded 100% after five years. It's properly worded 100%. You get the top pay. So why is it? Our, why do we have to settle for our MOU not having the same language to where you reach 100% after five years? I mean, even take it back. They was promoting five years top pay. That's obviously wrong. It is, yeah. That's wrong. That's right. It's, False it's, advertisement. It's, it's really six years. If... If, if if it stay true to his word, it's not five years. So if they say, "Oh, we keeping in 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 with the with the times," you know, everybody is five years. We not five years. No, you're not. We six. Well, maybe we six. Oh, oh, oh right. We maybe because, never. <laughs> because the probies are on probation for a year. Yeah. Okay. That's right. They're on probation for a year. So really calculate that. If, 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 if the TA wanted to be uh, small, they could say, yo, man, you signed this. Um, we're paying everybody up to 90%. You know, you take it to arbitration. We would never know because this is the first time. But if we took it to arbitration, we would lose. Exactly. Gonna, the arbitrator is going to go by what's in the language. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, and this is what people need to understand, you know? Yeah, that's that 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 was very careless. Um, because I don't believe that Samuelson read the contract. I, it was handed to him by the governor. This is your contract. Period. Get out of foxhole with the Long Island Railroad and 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 let me stomp on them, but uh, without you butting in. That's really why we got that. So nobody read that thing. He was just happy to get it. The dead man's contract. It, it's like uh, <laughs> you're better off dead. You right. know, um, exactly. dead people get more benefits. Exactly. You know. <laughs> and, and they it's crazy they tried to cover it up when I when I pointed it out oh what you talking about it's, it's self no it's not it, it, the, the arbitrators is not gonna go by what we thought they go look at every word and say well who negotiated this contract ambiguity is something that lawyers rely on because it keeps them in business as long as there's an argument they get paid so that kind of stuff like that, if you're going to let that thing go by, maybe you're hoping for an argument in the future so you can get, you can get, you can get paid as a lawyer and as an arbitrator. You know, that's, that's why, I mean, that, that, there's no excuse for that. that the supervisors, that's what, that's what it's supposed to look like, 100%, because that's what you mean.
at five years. And they say 100% fifth year. Exactly, fifth year, right. Our 100% is coming after our fifth year. Right, right. And they start off at a higher percentage rate, um, you know, when they first get promoted. They start off at 80%. While our rank and file membership starts off at 70 or 75 percent. And don't mm -hmm. the cleaners start out with less than that, like 60 some? Less than that, yeah, I believe. It's all 60. in there. It's all it's in there. It's all in there. Just flip the page to the rear. Why the cleaners special? I mean, don't they have families and don't they eat and 60, don't they pay rent? 60 percent. Yeah, cleaners start off at 60 percent. 60 percent. Yeah. So, but, but this is the thing with the cleaners position. That has become transit cemetery. For, for, for according to them, they delinquent. with link with people as soon as you 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 uh do something crazy according to them you know 30 days final that was your last one mm -hmm. you know what you want to you want to have a job just go to cleaner go to cleaner. that's why that's why when you think about it when the last time there was a cleaner test it's always replenished yeah. because people getting sent back people getting um demoted down demoted yeah it's a demotion yeah and we didn't pay and we supposed to be happy with they they oh you know what? You're a cleaner now. Just be happy that you got a job. That's yeah. not how it's supposed to work. No, right? it's not. And then, and then it's a lot of times with these disciplinary actions, right, that the union officers who are involved with um, these cases, they settle for instead of putting in the work to really get the member to save their title, they, you know, succumb to um, labor relations. They say, okay, no, you know, just give them a cleaner job or whatever. And people have to be careful with um, accepting those cleaner jobs because cleaners don't have an extra list. It's not like the operating titles where there's an extra list, okay, where you could just be thrown on the list and you could sit there on board all day and just chill. No, cleaners, it, it, it has to be a budgeted, it, 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 excuse me, it has to be a budgeted position for you to get. So if there's no budgeted positions available, guess what? You're going to sit at home and wait for a budgeted position to become available. Yeah, that's right. Now, there could be six months, it could be a year. I've heard of people waiting as long as a year. That's true. Yeah, that's it's true. terrible. Yeah, very terrible. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's just, this is the things that people need to hear, especially the membership. But one thing I don't understand, and I doesn't, regardless to everything, Jack has been a chairman for... 10 years. 10 years, mm. okay? That's an officer, okay? And Samuelson doesn't even have as much time as Jack has on the job. Now, even though you took him out of office and you stripped him of his rights, dignity should have came into play where he had something to do, you know, instead of sending him home with disability. Wow. But there's no scruples, you know, no morals and no principles with this administration. Because you don't do that to someone. Be a man, okay? Not children. We don't need children, okay, representing us. We need people that's going to be accountable for their actions, okay? Everybody makes mistakes. Don't get me wrong. But to put him out in the street, you stripped him of chairmanship, but he should have a job in the garage. Because it's not personal, it's business. How much time do you have on the job exactly, Jack? Uh, 30 years. 30 years, okay. Wow. What, what about you, Marjorie? Going on 29. 29, you did say that. 
Oh, so you guys are veterans. You guys are veterans. Yeah. You know the job. We pretty much know what we're doing. Exactly, basically. And that's what he don't want. Yeah, exactly. To, 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 yeah. Some, to some form of fashion, he don't want that. Yeah. What, what, what they say, you control those You control those without knowledge and you fear those with it. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? That's, that's, how he, that's how he stay in control. He has, I would say, but besides Nick, Nick Bedell, I would say is more intelligent than him when it comes to the contract and things like that. And and Steve Downs maybe also, but I don't think he want nobody more important than them two around him or right. smarter than him than that. Because you look at you look at that dude Earl Phillips, it looked like he wear the same clothes, the same facial expression. <laughs> He's standing there like the the the, the biggest, the the tallest dude on the plantation. Like yes, master, I'm here for you. You know what I'm saying? And and it's embarrassing. I seen him do it during Bernie Sanders. I seen him. Everybody marching and, and, and shouting, and he's standing there like, like, like he in the armed guard or something. And he was standing there when he was on the, uh, the brand new bus with uh, Cuomo? With the, oh, no, with that, with the yeah, other dude. Um, Pentagast. With Cuomo, Pentagast, and Daryl Eric. Like, they were all four on the bus of that photo op. Let, let, me, let me tell you something. Taking a coffee order. Yeah, what can I get you, boy? Right. Let, <laughs> let me tell you something about these guys. These guys are, are, are so, like, they like women to me. And the reason I say that is because they like they get starstruck. They see these guys on TV, Pendergrass, Cuomo, and they probably be like, these guys ain't good. But what they do? Oh, Cuomo, let me take a picture with you. They go show their family, look, I, I took a picture with Cuomo. And they're like, that's that's female stuff. Y'all like male groupies. Right. A whole well, bunch that, of that's Castro. He, he that's what he that, is too? Yeah, yeah, does the uh, same uh, thing. A whole bunch of male groupies. And I'm like, who's who at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you, I'm on a mission. I don't want to hear the sad stories later. If y'all don't got nothing to say now, save it forever. Because when we come rolling and steamrolling hard, I don't want to hear, yo, brother Tramel, you was right. I know I was right, but get out of my way. Because if you're not helping, you hurting. That's how I'm looking at it. If you're not helping progressive action, you hurting progressive action. And I don't do the in-between. It's either you with it or you not. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Y'all keep letting that money fool y'all and, and Samuelson giving y'all a free ride. He's on his own personal agenda. That's right. Amen. And and, yeah. and that's what y'all fell in the seat. That's right. And y'all hoping that he saved y'all. Samuelson go he's he's gonna make it. But what about y'all? On the backs of everybody else. <laughs> he's gonna make it. <laughs> it's supposed to be union, right? Now, why would you wanna appoint uh, uh someone that applied that applied to become a general superintendent or a superintendent, as in Castro. He went to apply for a superintendent, and then he got shot down with it because they apparently he wasn't uh, superintendent material. <laughs> and then he went he went full fledged with the with the union, but still wanting to go with the still wanting to go to superintendent. He thought the AGM in my depot was going to help him out to get into the superintendent position, but it backfired on him. So he went, you know. he went to the safe house with, with uh, Samuelson. Yeah, well, he's, I guess it's, you know, he, he supports people that run for management, and then they don't make it as management, he takes them in the, in the, in the hall. Oh, well, that's, you that's, know, or appoints them as officers. That's where Willie, Willie probably said that investigation coming from. <laughs> yeah, right. For, for me. Like, these guys, these guys is crazy, man. They, yeah. they, I, I told them, I've seen your type before. The problem is that you never seen mine. And I'm, I'm seeing how they're dealing with me. The things that these guys are doing for Samuelson, 
it's like it's it, it's just mind-boggling to me that uh, you know the things that y'all are doing for another grown man. You know, it, it's um all of that for a dollar. You know, I'm the type of person, me, that I come from a working class household, and I pride myself on being able to come to work and do overtime, even though I don't get overtime where I'm at. Okay. But I pride myself on being on on being able to come to work and being able to do overtime to make my money and set the tone of and set the tone of what I do. Basically, all of those people who are up under Samuelson, you are Samuelson's slave. You are doing things that basic that are basically unethical. Just like I was telling them with Richie Davis and them in that in that trial committee and everything, Joe. I told I told I I, I, I spoke about how they uh, <laughs> they have some nerve doing that because they were in Manhattanville Depot back in uh, October for Halloween and they had the depot decorated and the guy was dressed up like Dracula, but yet you're on a but yet you're the chair of a trial committee. And you're getting rid of union officers, union officers who've been on the job longer than you, probably when you were in high school. And basically, you know, here it is, they're having a cookout for their members on the side of the building. But you're in, you understand what I'm saying? It's in the street. In the street. It's not on the In the street. In, in, on, in the on city property, on not city. on not not lo, not with LaGuardia property. From the police department. With permission from the police department and, and everything. Had nothing to do with union. Exactly. Had nothing to do with MTA. And it was just, you know, just people coming together. That was it. Right. That's so, all it was. So let me ask you a question. It, it was some papers served to y'all? Did y'all get served papers or anything like that? Um, served papers served for papers. what? Like to, like, well, basically, how does, he's, he, he's probably asking, like, how does that process work when they want to get you out of office? Do they serve you papers? Yeah, they served us to, go, to come to, to they, um, they served us with papers to come to court. We had to go for a kangaroo court. So who served the papers? They was uh, mailed Latanya to us. Chris, Latanya Christopher, right. <laughs> the, the recording secretary. Oh, the second, the, the, the second highest paid person in the union. Okay. I, this is this is this. I, you know, um, what's her name again, Mr. Uh, Latanya Mr. Ray. I would love to have you on the show. I heard that you was inquiring. I think that you need to give us a um, send us an email and let us know y'all all listening. I don't want to hear that you ain't hear about it. No, you should come up to the show and speak on <laughs> when my boy Sylvester say on behalf of the Klansman shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sylvester Brown, yeah. right? Yeah, shout out those guys are some true warriors. Yeah. For I mean they that that. I don't like I don't like I don't really like gravitate towards that term, but every time I see it, it's just funny to me. The clansmanship. <laughs> and and I, I kinda understand now because I'm feeling like I don't want to make everything about race, but it's like it's about seem like it's about race and who you associated with down here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Jo, Joe, you got it because of a uh, Joe. Oh, I seen you hanging with Joe and well, how childish is that? Huh. It's How childish is that? You can't stuff. you can't come play with my blocks because you yeah. was playing with them over there. You know, and the thing about him, right, is like Samuelson. You know, he's like the greatest hypocrite. Um, everything that he accused Roger Toussaint of being, he 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 does it and twice as as much, almost as if you know he was a protege to that kind of political um, persecution. Like to say that 
um, you know, like, oh, Roger did this. Now, now we're mm -hmm. all good. No, we're only all good if we follow you around. You know, if we oppose anything, then it's not all good. Then it's all back to persecution, inquisitions, uh, flyers, uh, lies on flyers, character assassination. You know, it's like that's, that's all we go through. We, you're never going to be unified as a union into, into one single battle when, when you're constantly beating everyone up. You know, I mean, these guys don't know everything. What you said about Earl was 100% right. I mean, can you imagine he's the president? I mean, what, you know, what shape will we be in? But we're not allowed to oppose that. We have to accept that. Because then if we're not, we're anti-union. And these guys are so arrogant, they think that the leadership is the union. That that union hall is the union. That everybody who's allowed in there is the union. But the rest of us out here working and paying the bills? No, we have to worship that. And, and, and you, it's a lot of evidence to support that with something as simple as, did any one of us in this room get anything to support the Verizon workers? No. No. So no. What, what is that telling me? That's telling me that they are the union. And they only think about themselves. If you really want to, one of the things that Nick Bedell said they teach during the Sharp Stewart class, which we didn't learn, was organizing and mobilizing. Nope. He, right? That's so what he said. If, 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 if they want to get that right, Nick Bedell need to have, teach the, teach the elected officers about organizing and mobilizing. How can you go support the Verizon workers and don't let the members know? I'm quite sure it would have been a better turnout yeah, well, it's a select few that know about it. No, it was only the e it, it was only the e book. Yeah, uh, and okay. and from what I understand, it was it was in the agenda, so it wasn't like they had a choice. It was part of the agenda. What about the agenda for the the regular members to go support them? It's like we on our own separate missions. Joe going to do his thing over there with them. I'm doing my thing. Yeah. Jamel doing his thing. Y'all may be doing y'all thing. Where's the collective? Exactly. I mean, if they can send out an email of a video of that zombie march up 195, <laughs> right? If they can do that, then they can send out an email prior to that saying that, come join us. Right. Um, as we, you know, thank the Verizon people for being on the front lines and fighting our fight for us. Um, and, and, and you got transit workers that are in the area that'll stop by. Even if it's 20, 25, it's still better than, but than they did. staff. Yeah. I mean, how do, you, how do you stand in front of these people that haven't been paid in, in a month and a half, and you're getting paid, and you're getting fat on your pay, and you're going to tell them that we're, we're right there with you? I mean, come on, man. Well, 40 days late? <laughs> right, and 40 days late. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know? That, that's, that's, that's hollow. No, what's even more amazing about that video is, oh, we adopting y'all. Take care of home first. We should go down there and let them know how home really is. Yeah. Trust me, let's go over there and just go use the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? Then they doing some relief. Steve Downs, oh, we going to do a revising relief. No. No, no, no. What happened with the Haiti? What happened with Haiti, Joe? Man, I should have sent you that, uh, that whole story when, when we filed the charges, which went nowhere. And you can ask uh, recording secretary about that one. But... Um, <laughs> Basically, there was three organizations that were given the money. None of them were vetted, and none of them were part of, because the IRS um, will uh, say what is a legitimate charity that you know, is registered with them. Um, and and you, would want, you, you would want to give your money to a charity that's operating out of the United States that's giving relief to Haiti. They gave it to three different organizations that have no, um, no IRS affiliation whatsoever. So you don't know what they did with it. Um, I, and I, and I, it, it, 
I forget what the major one was because they gave a lot of money to a big one. And in the chief, there was a chief article, and they said that they spent it on administrative costs or something like that. They didn't, they didn't, it, the money didn't go directly towards like relief on the ground. It went towards their um, legal fees. If, if I could turn up that article, you, you'll bug out. But you're absolutely right on that, given, given up money um, after that. Yeah, they, they even got, they got the whole um, situation set up where you could uh, send money in easy. My thing is this, if you want to donate to them, they striking everywhere. Donate directly to them. They don't need no middleman. Right. That's what they meant. They, they, they came down there with an agenda, right? Oh, we going to adopt y'all. We going to collect money for y'all. They don't need that type of help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, we could go there yeah. and donate to them, and they don't even have to be money. It could be refreshments, water, yeah. juice, food, soda, water. Yeah. food. You know what I'm saying? Like so, how they donated to us when we was out the seven weeks. Seven weeks. And I bet you they didn't They didn't wait. What? What's, how many weeks is this right now? Four, 40 days? 40 um, days. Was that like five, seven six weeks? Six weeks? Like six, six, six weeks. Yeah. I'm quite sure they didn't wait to the six week to, to, to get on board. No. No. You know what I'm saying? They, they jumped right on. And like what took so long? Like it's not even like they made an effort. They walked 200 feet up the block to go support these Verizon workers. They got, they got the heat from this, from Progressive Action. That's where they got the heat from. Yeah. And, and I know that for a fact, because even those guys were probably like, yeah, you know what, they're right. You know, we do look like shit. And, and that's why they, they did that token thing and that video, so they could post that up on your page and say, look, see, look at us. And, and you know, that's, that stuff is so old. I'm getting tired of that, look at me, look at me. You know, I'm, I, it, 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 does every member get fooled by that? I've never been fooled by that. Those right. photo ops, come on, man. And let me tell you something, this is how I know that and, and I believe that it was probably planned the night before, or maybe that day. Who knows? Samuelson had on a long sleeve shirt in 85 degree weather. <laughs> <laughs> he had every intent of going to going to the union hall and just standing in there in the cold. Yeah, you know, there's no way. There's no air, way. It's air conditioned on the ninth yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah, very cold. So there's no way that you plan to go march in long sleeve shirt at 400 pounds. It's, it's, it's just it's just something that you don't do. It's just something that you don't do. And Nick Waddell thought I was joking. I'm like, yo, if Samuelson was to pass out, first of all, who's going to pound this and, and jump on his chest to give him CPR? And who the hell go scoop him up to get up off the ground? It's not even funny. I'm serious. <laughs> Joe over here turning red. Yeah, Joe, Joe's ecstatic <laughs> over that one. No, I'm, I'm, I'm serious, though. Yeah. Like, these guys is clowns. And, and, this, and this dude, Earl Phillips, and then who that, who that other dude they, they called the um, – the the uh the arsonist. Arsonist? Who the, who's the arsonist? Who's the arsonist? The former firefighter or something like that? Oh, the guy that was calling on um fake fires to yeah, the schools. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was he was back there. I'm like, yo, this guy, what's up, what's up with this guy? <laughs> like, yo, it's really serious with these guys. Yeah, man. Wow. yeah, man. It ain't it ain't no it ain't no like and they just like I, I just don't understand. Like I, I wish I was, I was right down the block that day because I had jury duty. So I'm like, why didn't I know about this? Because I would have went by myself and be like, you lying, you lying, you a punk, you not tough. I don't care what y'all go say. None of y'all go touch me. Y'all can't beat me. That's it. That's, that's all the conversation would be. Because that's, that's what they think. They think that I, I, I really wish... William tried that stuff he did with Stephen uh, Johnson. What's mm. his name again? Oh, Stephen Thomas. It's not Stephen Thomas. Yeah. Run down with five people. Like, who, who, who you think you are? 
Like, like that, that's crazy. <laughs> they ain't going to do that with Joe. They see Joe in the gym. Joe be flexing on, on the weight bench and stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on his website. Yeah. Giving a speech on his weight bench. So no, that, that, that's not happening. You know? <laughs> oh, boy. But they, it, it's just sad with these guys. And, and you know, I, I'm, having, I'm tired of this now. And I can imagine how y'all feel. So they don't know. I'm going to throw a surprise party. That's what I'm going to call it. I'm going to throw a surprise party. Make sure it's not a fundraiser. <laughs> oh, it could be whatever. Yeah, right, I, I, I'm, not run, I'm not running for anything, so it may just be a fundraiser. But I'm going to throw a surprise party on the ninth floor. You know, it's our building. Oh, okay. We, we, we have it's access. our building. We pay the mortgage. Yeah. That's where the 1% hangs out, up on the ninth floor, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, we, and we pay the mortgage. Well, Think about it. Because remember, they operate off of dues money yeah, and yeah, nothing right. else. Well, we, we, the 1% go meet the 99%. That go. day, so we go throw a surprise party. We go go up there, and we just go ask questions. We go be respect. Right. It's our building. We don't want to tear up our own building, right? But they go start seeing us face to face, because with with them using derogatory terms, all this racism stuff. I need answers. I definitely need answers after this um this this William incident. Yeah, well, you better have uh, a lot of members coming up with you. No, I'm gonna have the biggest members come with me. That, that's how as that's going to As my many boys, as you can get. My boys in RTO, they ready. All right. But <laughs> the, the, the thing is, you want to get the members involved now because that, that, that's my thing here. We have a union, and then we got to worry about what we say, you know, what we do, what we say, because we got to worry about being taken out of office. You and know? who you're standing with and who you're talking with and, and who you're what associated my, with. Yeah. What about my members at my, my depot? A lot of them are scared because of what happened to me. Yeah, use the and sacrifice. I told, yeah, and I told them, if you guys stick together, it, it, it's not going to happen. You have to stick together. And that's what they're taking advantage yeah. of. They know that people not sticking together. They're not sticking together, and these guys are scared. <laughs> they see that they're scared, and they're taking advantage of it. Just yesterday, they're going around saying, or today, uh, the, they went around saying, if they were to run uh, Castro and the other two, if they were to run against Margie and I, they would win, hands down. And I'm getting phone calls every day. Every single day I'm getting phone calls, complaints on this guy. He does not know what he's doing. Now, it, Didn't it, he get himself <clears throat> written up recently? Yeah, he got himself written up. He was cursing out the managers and stuff. And they just gave him a little slap on the wrist. Oh, you know? parking, But, man. he, you know, something happened at the depot. Uh, he calls up Pete Rasconi. He tells Pete Rasconi a whole different story. Now, Pete Rusconi's fighting with labor management, labor uh, relations, and, you know, he took him in, and he goes, well, why, why are you lying to me, you know, in front of them? Like, why are you lying to me? You made me look like an idiot. So, you know. These, these guys, man, I don't, I don't know how we could take this. Yeah. But I, what I would say was, was very important is that people are hearing everybody's stories. So, in all reality, it's empowering people. To want to come forward and stand up and want to do something. So these conversations are very important. And we and, need to have more of them. And from what it sounds like, from what you uh, um, just told, said, Jack, that the membership in, your, in, your, in that depot, in uh, LaGuardia Depot, respect to both of you because you've been in office for so long. And yeah. basically they know that you guys know what they're doing. So that's what I mean when I say, you know, you you have members who basically stand behind stand behind you and have your back a hundred percent. And it's it's sad to say that that um, that's lost in other depots. 
throughout OA. I can't speak for TA service because I'm not there, but definitely that's uh that's happened. You know, that's lost in the OA. You know. Mm-hmm. So what, what what do y'all think has to be done for us to start making movement or to enlighten the members? Launch. Well, first of all, okay, I'm gonna rewind to years ago. When we came on the job, everyone was issued a copy of the contract from the union, took them down to the union hall. You sat down with the president, you learned who everybody was. At that time it was Sonny Hall and Willie James when I came on. You met them, you met your rank and file, okay? And it was an open door, because it was 180 Livingston Street. Now it's a buzz door, so <laughs> I couldn't tell you because members did go down there and well, to speak to Samuelson when this issue came about. And until this day, the members that went down there are waiting to have a conference with him, and he never made an appointment with the guy. With when they the, went down there, he said he, they, they're gonna, he's going to make an appointment to talk to them. And he never them. made an appointment he to talk to them. He never made the them. appointment to talk to them. Well, you, you do know one of, the, one of the reasons why they assassinated um, Martin Luther King was because he was, he was, he was planning a, a, a poor man um, march on the steps of Congress in Washington. And they feared that because then you bring the problems to their doorstep. Right. That's what we need to do. We can't keep fighting from a distance. They have to actually see our face. They have to actually see that we angry. Because we're not scared. I'm definitely not scared. Yeah. No, and not and scared. I don't think nobody in this room is scared. No. You know what I'm saying? No. And we have to start, we have to be in their face. And the, the thing that killed me is like, I got, I'm about to have three years on the job. So getting the members that's around the same amount of time that I got, they're not even interested. And, and it bothers me. Yeah. And a, it, lot, a lot of them like that. A yeah, lot of them. Yeah. And, and don't get it twisted. I only got interested because I went to Joe Shopgate. And we actually didn't see eye to eye. It wasn't nothing personal, but it was just ideology. Mm-hmm. And and now me and Joe, we we good. But it sparked me. This is what happened. I remember when I left there, I said, Jamel, we got. I got to do something about this. Okay. <laughs> I said I got. I said I said I got to. I got to. I got to create something to to uh, uh, enlighten the people on what's really going on. And you know, I, I me and Joe, it didn't start how it looks now but right. it was it's healthy you know what i'm saying any kind of debate is really healthy yeah, especially if you yeah. if, if you that's res- how you grow yeah if you, res- you grow. if you're respectful of you one become- another that's why that's why i would never be respectful with the, the guys in there now because an, ed- an educated debate i'm sorry yeah and they want to call you names right. they want to threaten you that's not how you debate you debate with facts they keep saying oh roger did this to the building i posted every document about that building, they disappeared. He didn't see the curveball coming with him owing, owing the, the, the union $4,500. And I would like to know, did he pay that? Because he was scamming. He was scamming. That's William Rivera, y'all. Don't yeah. get a twist. That, no, 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 no. That's William. <laughs> William Rivera. That's William Rivera. Me. Yes. He was scamming. So he tried to be slick. And in, in the course of him being slick, they said, hold on. We gave you too much the last time. Give us back some of that money. So this is something that he, he routinely does and get away with. And I'm quite sure 
that he's probably doing it now. And it's, and, it, and it's sad. How is he getting away with this? How did he get away with it? And did he pay the money back? Because if he didn't pay the money back, that's, that's considered bad standing to me. Yeah. And he shouldn't be in the office. Bottom line. How can we get that information, Joe? Which one is that? Was that the uh, double vacation situation? Yeah. That's the one you're talking about? Yeah, yes. from, from 2009, I think, or something like that. Well, they're dating all the way back 10 years, I think, because he was an officer for, for, long, for a while, William Rivera. No, it, it actually gave a breakdown of when he took the vacations. Okay. But I think it happened in 2008. That's why he's mad at, at one of the reasons he's mad at um, Toussaint, because he got stopped dead in his tracks with that. He got, he got caught. Yeah, he got, I mean, that's, that's what happened. It happens to the best of us, William. But you just got exposed. <laughs> exactly. You got caught up, man. But as long as you're on the right side, nothing's going to happen. So, now, so stick stick with Samuelson because nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Like no, Yates. Sam, you and Yates. Sam, no, Yates. Yates, see, one thing I say about Yates, Yates been getting, he been getting hammered by us, but he has not said nothing crazy, at least that got back to us. William Rivera, he likes calling members that pay his salary trannies. That's very crazy. That's just like you calling your boss, you know, boss, you a tranny. Who you work for? Willie, I don't work for you. You work for the members. Yeah. So think about it. He had no problem being on Facebook all day long cursing us out. I mean, he had no problem with us paying him to do that. No accountability. Nothing. He knows nothing is going to happen. You can... You can say it right there. Write it all up. Why aren't you working? Why are you Facebooking? He don't care. He just come right back at you. See, th- this is this what people don't understand. The union don't have to do nothing. But I'm involved with the community. I'm involved with the politicians in my community. So when things happen for, to you, Willie, and I, I'm talking about pen and paper things, the union not going to be able to save you because, remember, Samuelson is for himself. First thing he going to say is, I didn't know he was doing that. That that we don't tolerate that type of stuff, especially you you going after the what's that the LBGT, les, lesbian bisexual LGBT get, community. Yeah. yeah, you going you 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 like referencing derogatory derogatory terms for them. They the biggest community out here now. And they stick together. It's heavy shit, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't do. As far as I'm concerned, he called he called me a tranny. If he do any physical harm towards me. That's a hate crime. Yeah. You already expressed yourself. And I'm letting you know, William, I'm, I'm scared of you. So if you do anything to me or come to me in any kind of, any kind of form of fashion, I'm scared. And in a quarter, I'm letting everybody know, look, I'm scared of William Rivera. He said that he, he, he put in Facebook, he runs down on people. He just threatened Gary Bono, said he had seen him in the field. He called me a tranny and gave me a lot of subliminal threats. I'm scared of William Rivera. If he come my way, I'm going to have to defend myself if I can't run. And I got a bad leg right now. I, I, I don't think I can run right now. All right? So, so, William, watch your words, buddy. And the crazy thing is with William Rivera, and I said this, and I said this on, in the group on Facebook, is from what I understand, he's the TA Service Division Chair. Right, Joe? Yep. yep. So, basically, you have time to be on Facebook all day, continuously. Not in parts, not in spurts like other people. You know, like, I'm on Facebook in the group in spurts. Okay, Tremel asked me all the time, did you see that email? He said, like, no, because when I'm working, it's in spurts when I pull over or when I stop. But this guy is on there continuously. 
So that means, what are you sitting around doing? You're supposed to be filing your grievances. You're supposed to be doing your hearings. You're supposed to be out there in the field. All the things that a division chair for buses is supposed to be doing. And you're on, and you're on Facebook. He's a watchdog for Samuelson. Of course. <laughs> He's a watchdog for Samuelson. He's reporting back. He's reporting back everything. Because and I specifically asked him. I said, since you want to be fair, name something Samuelson did wrong. I'm still waiting. I may just invite him back into the group just so he can answer that question. So I, so his ass can get deleted again. Right. <laughs> like they can't even be fair. There's no way possible that you could agree with everything that somebody has done. Right. right. There's no way. I'm quite sure you disagree with your wife all the time, William. But 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 the big dog and the was it a big birthday at, at 195 Livingston Street? You get you agree with him with everything he say. Exactly, y'all agree with everything, and there's no such thing, you know. So um, you know, my thing is this with these guys, right? Is you know they come on Facebook and they these I, I call them the Facebook warriors, you know. But every time we come with facts and every time we attack Samuelson, then their scapegoats. Um, statement is no, what well, Ro- well, Roger did it. Yeah. We, we don't we don't attack. We state facts. Oh no, we state facts. We of state course. facts is the difference. We state facts, yeah. of course. But basically, these guys come back. Well, well Roger did it. Well, yeah, but well, Roger did that. I'm like, listen, y'all keep going back ten years. Roger hasn't been in office now for what? Um, what uh, uh, seven, eight years now? Okay, yeah, 2009. seven years, two thousand nine. So basically, what do y'all keep going back to that for? That honeymoon is over. Exactly. <laughs> it's been over. It's been over. <laughs> this man now has had two terms to do stuff. And what's that, six years? Six years. And what is and, and what has he done? That's what we ask these people. What has he done and what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing for the contract? What you, That's my main thing. What are you guys doing for the No, but you're on Facebook worrying about us and what we're posting. This is what they're doing. They're on Facebook worrying about what we post, and they're in the union hall discussing petty bikes and city bikes. Right, because that's, they, they, that's what they're interested in right now. Exactly, because see, they already know that Nick Bedell's going to be negotiating the contract. Okay, <laughs> the education department, the education the, director, the, the same person who put together our contract demand sheet was Nick Bedell in the education department, a person that never worked for MTA a day in his life and don't know what it's like to be one of us. Wow, how does he have that type of responsibility? So hopefully Steve Downs could have some input in it. Somebody who at least was on the trains for for thirty for thirty two years. Nothing in there was saying that. It, 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 you could tell it was funny. It was it was funny. Why would they have um, pension and a contract demand sheet? I never understand that. Right. Pensions is not negotiated during contracts. Why is it on the contract demand sheet? Oh, I know it. I know why. Because they want to get the new... Only people that's worrying about their pension is tier six. So which other way can you get tier six? Oh, we go discuss what's, what's affecting y'all. The pension. Stop lying to the members. Stop, stop trying to drag them in. Because it's, it's not going to work. They ain't, they ain't interested anyway. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's just like we said a few minutes ago. The, you know, the newer members are not really paying attention. You know, you, would, you, know, you would think they would listen to our show. But basically, um, you know... They're not really paying attention like they should to what's going on. So the only one, the only ones who are really paying attention is tier four people. So basically, for you to say, "Well, we're gonna do tier, we're gonna do tier six reform," all you're doing is just trying to impress people who are opposing you. But you know, well, they leaving they leaving out one one important thing is that they never fought against the bill when it came out. As a matter of fact, they called it a victory. 
and they're backing <laughs> off on that. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of proud of the fact that some of these things is what we, we had put out there publicly, you know, um, back even in April 2012, um, to say that, you know, no, you know that we knew that this was coming. Cuomo ran on this. Um, he was going to do this, and he did it, and we did nothing. And then we called it a victory just to, like, you know, back off and say, well, we, we preserved 2555, which doesn't matter if you can't afford to retire on that. It doesn't matter that you preserve it. If you still got to work to 63, which is tier four is 62, but these guys got to go to 63. Mm-hmm. If you got to work to 63, well, then what's the point? Yeah. And that's not going to be – we're not going to be able to survive off of that. No. And that's when, when that's when tier six go wake up when they're about fifty years old, and they start doing the math and be like, "Whoa, I ain't finished paying off my house. Yeah. My child is in college." Course, yeah, yeah. They, well, that's if they could even afford a house because with gentrification kicking in, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm sorry to say it, but with gentrification kicking in the in the five boroughs, how can you know how could you even afford to? Make the down payment, and how can you even afford to pay the mortgages? Hell, not even just a mortgage, even even the rent now, in somebody in some of these apartments. You're talking about three and four thousand dollars now. Now, what's a, what's even more amazing about that? The NYPD put out an advertisement saying that they cannot afford to live in New York City. They doing a campaign now, commercials and everything, right? If they can't afford to live in New York City, where can we afford to live? Cause we we definitely they yeah. they make about twenty thousand more base salary than we do. Yeah, just right behind them. You can you you, you the whole transit force will have to live in Pennsylvania. That's <laughs> all it's of us truth. all of us commuting from Pennsylvania. <laughs> exactly, it's the truth. Yeah, <clears throat> you well, have to have somebody you know somebody who has a building. Your your parents or something have a place for you to live. Maybe a two family something like that. Then you're all right. You know. Otherwise, you know. Good luck trying to buy a house, uh, save up for a house, pay rent. Right. You know, market value rent anywhere. It's, it's going to be so crazy that MTA going to have a sick control location in Pennsylvania. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're going to have a satellite have out a there. Beaky right? office over there. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's going to be a beaky office over there. And, and it, it's sad that we got to do that to, to, to live. Just, just a, a normal, yeah. have a normal life. In order life. to survive. In yeah. order to survive in transit here. You have to. That's why so many transit transit relationships. Relationships, yeah. Combining those salaries. True. You know what I'm saying? When you mm-hmm. think about it, people think, "Oh, you know, you work. They got a good job. I got a good job. You know, let's just get together and just combine this money so we can survive." Right. You know what I'm saying? That's not to me. That's not a good job. It's not MTA ATM. That has not worked for me since I had that <laughs> uniform. Oh yeah. Well, that's a thing of the past. You know, when you walk down the street with the uniform on. And you know, as a man, just, just excuse me, Marjorie, but you know, you get you know, you get the women back in the days, you know, back in the eighties, <laughs> back in the nineties, you put that uniform on, now, now, and they oh, would yeah. sit in the rap seat of the bus. Now, all the bus drivers, y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> now, for the for the people who who don't get it twisted, this is a good job, and you could make money, but we we very underpaid. Just look at Metro North and Long Island Railroad. Right, that's who we have to compare ourselves to. Yeah. Those are the proper two agencies to compare ourselves to because we're all in the same field, transportation. Yeah, and all that propaganda of this is a, a federal railroad or whatever it is, or that's 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 crazy. We 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 deal with the most. Yeah. Customers, um We deal with the whole population of New York City, over eight million people on a daily basis. And that number is still climbing, from what I understand. I don't even think they give the true number on that. Well no, well well okay. 
I mean, whatever the number is, but it's approximately eight million people, which is about the population of New York City. Because when we you bring in the most revenue, and basically, you know, when you talk about Metro North and Long Island Railroad, you're talking about a few hundreds of thousands of people that they transport on a daily basis. Okay, but the fact of the matter is, is that when you talk about Metro North, that train better be running because you're talking about politicians that live downstate here who have to go up to Albany to do business up in, you know, up in Albany. And the same thing out Long Island Railroad. That train better be running out there because you have politicians who live out there on the island. Okay, so that's what I mean where I say it's all about politics because they do get a railroad pension, those workers out there. When you know yeah, they when get, they they get two pensions, they, right? Yeah, they get two pensions. They yeah. get a railroad pension. They get a federal pension on the end. So basically, and then when you and then when you talk about salaries, listen, our transit managers over here again, and I said this on one of um on one of our shows, you know, a couple of months back, where I see a lot of and I hear a lot of stories about managers cracking the whip as if they wrote the rules and as if they started transit. Okay. Basically, when you look at your counterparts over there in Long Island Railroad and Metro North also, a lot of those, a lot of those managers make well over $250,000. You're talking $300,000. That's absurd. And basically, they don't manage the workforce that you manage. They don't manage the equipment that you manage. They don't, you know what I'm saying? So basically, you do more work than they do, but you're paid less. So this is something that manage, some managers need to remember next time they write somebody up or next time they have overzealous charges and can't wait to put people in the street, okay? Yeah, and, and, and the managers over here make, uh, they have to make more decisions because I never heard of a, a Long Island Railroad train have to get turned because of a broken rail. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's we, we have to, what people need to understand, my goal is not only for the hourlies, it's for the, the people as a whole. MTA is taking advantage of New York City Transit um, and you know subways and buses. We getting taken advantage of, I believe. And, and that's, that's from the hourlies to, to management. We all need to wake up at, at the very end of the day. That's why I don't know how people, like, if I was to get promoted to, to supervision, y'all should want me there because I'm gonna represent y'all best interests. I, people change because their agenda was never pure anyway. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Right or wrong, Joe? Yeah, true. I mean, think about it. We, we are all in the same boat. We all, we all um, you know, do what you know, we have to do to make the system run. We all take pride in, in our job, and we, all, we should all be on the same page together. I see that. You know, when you're talking about Long Island Railroad, Metro North, and all that, and we talk about negotiating contracts, we all should be in the same room at the same time. We should all be worried about our own patterns within our own industry and not worry about patterns with firemen and, and, and sanitation and police because we don't do that job. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and we'd be strong together. And, you know, just getting back to it, when, when we left Long Island Railroad, you know, and, and, and secured this half-assed contract, <laughs> what, we really, what we really did was... We, we, we killed a relationship that it's probably going to take a generation to repair because they never trust us again. And then if we ever ask them to stand with us, what? Or anybody else for that matter because they hear what we did? Um, think about that. That's the, they destroyed the character of the union. Mm-hmm. You know, to TWU is not selfless anymore. It's selfish. 
and 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 we can't continue to keep putting up pictures of Mike Quill and talking about that's who we are because if we don't act that way that's not who we are and it's the same thing we talk about Christians who 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 do things that are unchristian like well you can't call yourself a Christian if you if you don't follow what you're supposed to be your your doctrine what you're supposed to be following and 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 Quill put it out there and led by example and we are nowhere near that example oh, right no. now hell no I, I just got a message that said that um <laughs> You can't get to the ninth floor now without an escort. <laughs> You're joking, right? <laughs> what? No, I'm dead serious. They locked up the elevator? They said, um, spoke with some people, and they are terrified of y'all. Hair say, when Tramel step in the room, I suck all the air out, out the room. Is that a compliment? Is that a compliment? Or? It, it, it's, they, they're afraid of what I'm capable of doing, because I let it be known that I'm going to throw a surprise party. Not on the third floor, but the ninth floor. <laughs> ninth floor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only interested in the penthouse. I like nice views too. You're gonna suck the air out of the room? Is that? What? I think. I, I think. You know what it is? I'm defiantly. They can't bend me. They can't mend me. I'm very defiant. They having a hard time controlling me, and, and I'm not go buy into their thing. Like even William was like before all this, this fiasco of him wanting to be aggressive towards me. Oh, let me come come up to the union hall so I can teach you the real history. You ain't tranquilizing me, brother. Put the real history on the internet. You put in everything. You put my. You put business out there talking about I'm under investigation. Put the history on the internet. Who's investigating? <laughs> about what? <laughs> what is there to investigate? I don't know. They they sent it. They that goes on to show you that the union is working with management. There you go. And nobody's job is safe. What he's doing, he's not predicting the future. He's telling you what the wills, what's happening with the wills right now. Mm, right, okay. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's all it says. He, let, he giving me a warning. Well, tell him what you did. Why don't you tell him what I did? You, t- you said everything else. And then you got people on the internet that want to see me fall, that want to see the drama, and they like, oh, you know, Jamel under investigation. He hear all this stuff about, about us, and, and he ain't hear nothing about him because it ain't nothing going on about me. First of all, y'all don't even know how I got the application for this job, who spoke to me about this job before I took it. It was superintendents. I knew the superintendents before I even got to this job. I even introduced Jamel to some superintendents before I got this job. So do not get it twisted and think that I'm your regular <clears throat> person off the street that came down here blind. I have a lot of family down here, and I have friends in high places down here. So if anything go down, and even if I hear that y'all sent somebody on me, and that's the word, y'all gonna be in trouble. That's gonna be the bottom line. Your union should never send management on you. Never. <laughs> and then I would, and then you know, with Willie Rivera, I would love to know what history is he gonna teach us because you know, again, we have documents of paperwork and history and stuff like that. Again, if you want to talk about Roger, if you want to talk about Roger's administration, okay. So we got that. So that's what I want to know. What history is he going to teach? Tell me. You got, what did I tell him? Um, I don't want you to tell me how to sell my ass. I mean, that's what, that's, that's what, that's what he's, what, <laughs> he's going to teach me? Yeah, man. You know? Like, come on. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. That's all they know. Exactly, Because that's man. all he knows. Like, who are on retainer? You know? I mean, it's just, you just go and <laughs> you, see, you sell yourself up to the highest bidder. Yeah, basically. Oh, boy. And I just want him to identify with himself. Somebody need to tell him, smack him upside the back of his head and be like, Willie, you not Italian, man. 
Just, <laughs> <laughs> just let it go. You trying to do get gangster stuff? Yeah, you? yeah, that's what he doing. I, I ran down. I said, yo, I said, yo, how you gonna run down on that dude and not expect for him to retreat? You ran down on him with five people. Why you ain't do it by yourself? He called me a racist, so I had to come down there with my people and see what was up. He called you a racist, not your crew. You handled that yourself. Like, what, what, who raised you? Yeah. Where y'all learn this from? That's not tough. I, I just, Willie, I'm scared of you, but I would love for you to try that, please. It would, it would, it would be wonderful. Just try that. I, I would love that. That's how I learn. That's how I learn. I, I, li- I like that type of stuff. But I'm, I'm scared of you because you about that action. You put my business on the internet. Yeah, yeah, you're threatening people. I'm, I'm very scared. Joe, you heard me, right? Yep. I'm, yep, you're I'm, scared. I'm scared. Thank scared. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Just people or something else, you know? And, 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 yeah, I mean, and we, I'm telling you, we have to. I'm, I'm, I'm getting hyped. Like, I ain't even sleep last night. I went to bed at like 5 in the morning. At that point, just focusing on the website. You know what I'm saying? But we have to do something. I'm tired of these handy, sad stories, and then nothing happened coming, coming yeah, of it. nothing gets done. You know, I'm tired of hearing that. We have to be in their face. They don't want to see us. You think they want to see you, no. Jack? No. You think? Th- I know they don't want to see you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking. I'm, I'm, I just pointed at Marjorie. I know they don't want to see her. And Joe... We already know. You you getting all of us in trouble. Exactly. We'll all be escorted. Yeah, I suck air out of rooms too. Yeah. yeah. I think you sucked it out that building. You, you, yeah, they're you, definitely fearful of Joe, you know? What? And they have every right to be. Yeah. When you living in the dark, they what they say, what, what you live what you do in the dark will come to the light. Mm-hmm. Come to light. Everything's coming to the light. And progress it feels like progressive action been running for a year. We only been here three months. Picture what six months gonna look like. Mm-hmm. Right, since February. Picture, yeah. picture what a year gonna look like. Definitely, yeah. These guys, they panicking three months in. Three months in. But what you know? But what we're definitely gonna do a progressive action here <laughs> is it is we are definitely gonna rally for the contract upcoming contract fight. You know, we're gonna have Joe, we're gonna have Roger, we're gonna have a whole bunch of people here, and we're gonna definitely talk about this contract upcoming contract fight and what we as members can do. And what we could do here, progressive action, because um, I myself do not want to settle for another Cuomo contract. I mean, even though it's reality, you know, it's, it's something that's going to happen. But I don't want to settle for another Cuomo contract because this is our livelihoods here, you know, and an MTA bus shouldn't s- settle for another crappy contract either. Now, um, now, what I want to ask is when is are y'all. Is your contract mirrored like ours as far as the time? Mirrored just like yours, yeah. We're mirrored, yes, we are. Okay, so basically y'all are, upcoming contract is going to be... 2017. 17, okay, yes. so it's going to expire 2017. next year. 2017. Uh, alleged, it's going to expire 2017. But that's not when we're going to get it. Nah, we going to get you it know. after Sam figures out what yeah. he's going to do with the international. Right, <laughs> after Nick after Nick Bedell negotiates and gets our contract, then he's going to come along and he's going to give y'all the same thing, basically. That's what's gonna happen. That's a. I don't know if you was paying attention, cause when we was in the shop steward class. Okay. When he said, "I heard, <coughs> I heard Samuelson was going to get money." Kept winking his eye. Uh-huh. Was going to get us money. He oh, meant he's going to get us money. Exactly. Yeah, he's going to get us money. <laughs> but with what concessions? Ah uh, man, it's good. But there's nothing else to give up. Well, here, let, let me let me. 
There's a very strong possibility on this. They, they don't gave up the they didn't give up the farm already, right? It's 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 not it's not about what I mean. There's still something very important to give up in buses and and in RTO. But part timers, yeah. Part timers and opto, or automatic train operation. Now the thing about that is, and this is why we have this contract really, is because part timers are held over our head. We. The, the negotiations were so bad. You heard it from Harry. And everything Harry told you was correct um, about, you know, how they weren't showing up to negotiation sessions and they were making up bullshit stories and they couldn't even keep their stories straight. They come in with two different lies. Um, you know, why, they, why, why Samuelson's not there and why they can't continue and the session's only lasting a few minutes. But what that really did was it, 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 it left us out in the lurch. We could not ever prepare for arbitration because there weren't enough minutes of negotiations to sit down and to say that this is what our actuaries came up with and this is what we negotiated and this is what we talked about and this is what they said. And, and, and it's really just arbitration is just about testimony. It's not another bite of the apple at negotiations. So they felt that an arbitrator was going to award part-time bus operators. So that was the gun to our head. And that gun stayed to our head the whole time. Now, whether the MTA was just being benevolent or whether it was Cuomo holding him back on a leash, knowing that he was going to need us to somehow back off on that Long Island Railroad thing, whatever it was, that contract came out as bad as it was, and we ditched the Long Island Railroad to hold back part-time bus operators. But that does not mean that the MTA is not coming with that again. Of course. Do you, do you, believe, do you think the MTA is our enemy or our own union is? Our union is an arm of the MTA. Um, because of the leadership, not not the way it's supposed to be, but just because they 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 automatically bend to what the MTA, Pentagast, all these guys want. Um, I remember when Walder, you know, kicked Samuelson's teeth in all over the place on those layoffs, <laughs> and then you know, and I don't do that to say you know that was good. I don't say that to say that was good because I, you know I'm 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 against the leadership. So you know, I mean, that was bad. It was just a fact. This is what happened. But then, you know, when Loder was coming in, I mean, the first thing that Samuelson said was, oh, yeah, you know, I hope he's going to be a good guy. I mean, that's not, we don't care whether you're a good guy or not, because it's not about good guy. It's about respect. And if you show us respect because we earned our respect, you know, and that's how you come to the table. Good guy. That ain't his money he's giving away. They came to that table to win. And the only way you can beat them is to come there strong. You come there with that baseball bat. You negotiate at the table and not under the table. And, 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 and we're actually, time is ticking by. It's May going on June. And we haven't done a damn thing yet to set up for, for contract. Now, if everybody's just going to rely on him to get us money, how is that possible? How are you going to get us money? The only way to do it is with concessions if you don't come strong. So the concessions are there. Now, I hope it's not part-timers, and I hope that there isn't a deal um, set up for automatic train operation and opto. Um, because we should be fighting those 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 uh, issues in a public arena. A we should bill, be telling everybody why it's bad for them. No, it's a, it's a bill on that right now. Right, that's and, what I was just. That's what I wanted bill, to say. It's a bill in Albany about Opto right now. Against Opto. Against, Against Opto. Opto. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Saying that there has to be two people on the train at all times. They gave they gave very great examples. Just like if the um, if it's Opto. And the train operator got to descend to the road bed. Customers feel more comfortable that there's another crew member on board. Well, that's all true. I mean, I would I, I would prefer to go to the public with it 
and get public support on that, you know, but that's called organizing and mobilizing. I guess that's out of the question. But <laughs> supposing it doesn't pass in Albany, I mean, it just dies. What does that, does that signify that nobody was serious about it? And does that show a weakness that we have now? I mean, never, ever abandon your membership and, and keep them out of the game and never, ever abandon the communities because they're, 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 it's their strength and your strength together that can make anything happen. My thing with the whole opto thing is is how it's first of all safety wise. If I don't do a, a platform observation while my train is leaving the station, I'm pulled out of service. Operational, you know, infraction. A train operator doing opto can't do a platform observation. <laughs> no, so, yet, but yet again, another form of discipline that they have for you as a conductor. That if you don't do the platform observation, this is what's going to happen. But yet, y'all want to pull a conductor, but yet you'd be willing to pull a conductor off the train. Yeah, but it, 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 they, they, what I don't like about the rules is that it's not consistent. It should be all throughout the system. They're, they're going to they're have the train operator watch TV screens, and that's how they're going to do a platform the, 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 No, no, no. Yeah, but the TV screens is not moving with them. No, I know. That's true. You know what I'm saying? It's not moving with them. So if somebody's surfing on your train, all right, he probably won't get a drag. But let's just say that somebody holding on to the train and they're afraid to let go because the train got speed now. Who's there to pull a cord? That's big safety issue. And, and if you ask me, if I was a union rep at 2 Broadway and a conductor down there for doing, not doing platform observation, well, explain opto to me. Because the same rule apply to him. Take every train operator that worked opto, opto out and put him down here too. Y'all ain't going to have no opto operators. He, he can't do no platform observation. No, safety will definitely suffer, and the public needs to know those facts. And they also need to know, because, you know, the, the, the MTA public campaign will be, we're going to save money. You know, we won't raise fares because we're going to get rid of people because we don't need them no more. But, but also, you know, evacuations. And you got to, I mean, these, these don't happen every day. But then again, fire department don't, doesn't put out fires every day. But they're there because yeah. they're needed. Right. If, if, if just the blackout and the one that happened right before rush hour in 2003, yes. mm -hmm. um, the crews were absolutely necessary to evacuate um, in the subway anyway. Buses was, you know, all traffic and everything. But the subway shut down in the tunnels and on the elevators. And whatever transit workers were available helped out. But the crews were there and they had to do it. And they had to get people off the trains and they helped because there was communications and there was safety and they were knowledgeable of the dangers. You take one person out of there and that other one person, he would be unable to do anything. Yeah. As a matter of fact, he might run for his own life. Exactly. Well, because right. people, I mean, people are gonna be mad. Right, because it's, it's bad enough, it's bad enough it's just two people on a rush hour train where you talk about a thousand people easy yep. on a train. So yeah. basically you're talking about removing one person and it just being one, and then, on. and then what they kill me with, they always try to compare trains to planes. Oh, it's like a flight crew. Well, a flight, it's about five people to a flight crew. Yeah. <laughs> it's, for 150 people, you got five people. Yeah, you got like five mm -hmm. people. You know what I'm saying? It's only, it's only two of us. Let's just say and it, there was an incident like this where a train operator was under duress and passed out. They calling why the train ain't moving. A customer had picked up the radio and told them, your train operator passed out. That's a big safety issue. Mm -hmm. Let's say if this customer was that dude who's still in the trains and buses. <laughs> oh, Darius, we'll call him. Yeah. And he say, Darius. He say control, Darius, yeah. control, I'm sorry. I, uh, whatever, gave them any kind of excuse and moved the train. Nobody went to question this guy. Yep. Nobody went to question him. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's, it's more safety for me. I wouldn't want to be on the train by myself. Especially now in this, this day and age. 
You know, what if she what if she got to investigate a problem on her train? There's there's some type of whatever situation. It's late at night, three four in the morning. You know, customer complain this, and it's actually a trap to to assault the the train operator, whatever the case is. Take the train hostage, or whatever it may be. You're right, a trap. That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They not go change it until something happened. And we shouldn't wait till something happened, especially while we got this uniform on. Right, because it's just like you said, Joe. It's it's about being proactive and not reactive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Always. thinking ahead. Yeah, yeah. Now I see time is winding down. It's a quarter to two, so I want you know, being that this is the show for uh, Jack and Marjorie, I want the both of you to leave the audience, the listening audience, with your final words, and don't hold back. Um, you know, give everybody exactly what it is that you think that uh, needs to be done going forward and what, um, you know, basically your opinions about everything that's going on with the union and what we could do to improve it. So we could start, you know, ladies first, we could start with you, Marjorie. Well, my opinion as far as Local 100 is concerned, I just hope and would like to see the members of the union to unite and come together as one, as where we were years ago. And everybody to get involved and to stop fearing the president or someone because you feel that he has power. The only power they have is the power that we give them. And if we don't come together and lift, let our voices be heard, they're going to continue to do this because we're, we're only strength in numbers. And as you can see, since Samuelson been in office, he has no numbers behind him. The only numbers is dollar signs. And those dollars are coming from us. So we need to stand up with our money and to let him know that we are here and we're not going anywhere. And you work for us. We don't work for you. That was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that was beautiful. We don't need no in-studio. We don't need the fake claps. We need the real claps for that. <laughs> that. That was beautiful. That was oh, beautiful. Oh, yeah, definitely. So now you, it's your turn, Jack. Uh, same thing as uh, she says. Every, all the members, you know, you guys got to stick together. And, you know, you see a problem. You got to let the chair know, let him know he's not doing the job. Let somebody know. You know, it's, it's, you can't be scared. You, got, you guys got to speak up. Everybody has to speak up. You can't be scared because it's, uh, you can't take out all the members. All right? There's so many people that uh, he can take out. And yes, there are people that are afraid to go, they're afraid to say something because they're afraid to go back to their tools or they don't want to go back to their tools, you know? But you guys got to speak up and stick together. That's the main thing, you have to stick together. Yeah, I totally okay. agree, totally agree. And, and you know, to, to piggyback off of what you said, like, I, like I'm gonna I'm, I'm continue saying this, the people who scared to go back to their tools, I'm not worried about them because they are outnumbered by the membership, right. the people who pay them. The focus should be enlightening the membership and empowering them. And we getting together and showing them that we can stand up against them. Because at the end of the day, 
we pay them, and it's very important what you said, Marjorie. We don't work for them. They work for us. And that whole cons- that whole thing is like misconstrued to 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 a point it feel like I right, who we who we working for the union and we working for MTA? Yeah. No, we don't. We don't. And and they thrive off of that. And we have to stop that. That's why I'ma continue to say that message. Your union reps work for you. Bottom line. Bottom line. Yeah, that's what I did for ten years. Yeah, and that's why you got sent back to your to to, to the road because yeah. you was too loyal to the membership. Yeah, and, and it seems like they don't want people. And that's a that's crime. Lo- yeah, it's a, it's a crime here. They don't want people that's loyal to the membership because they not loyal to us. And, and like I said, the prime example was them going to the Verizon thing by themselves. How you know that we didn't want to get involved? I'm sure, there's a lot of people that want to get involved because everybody doing their own yeah. thing. You see it on Facebook. Yeah. Regular members is like, you know what, my union not doing nothing. I'm going to go do something myself. But 40 days in, what were you mm-hmm. waiting for? Y'all, was, y'all, y'all, y'all had these, these um, y'all at the union hall all the time. Yeah. It's nothing to go do that. But then y'all want to make a show? Y'all should have let people talk about it. Don't, don't do it for the cameras. They go on YouTube. First thing they do, put it to YouTube. And put it on it. That thing gonna stay up for a while. Oh, we shut progressive action up. Cause that's all it was for. Yeah. We they shut progressive action up. Joe, you got something to leave us with? Yeah, um, you know, Jack and Margie here and, and I'm glad they came and told this story. Um, you know, I, I had said to Davis and, and, and the rest of the kangaroos that um <laughs> that it was that it was a travesty what, what was taking place right then and there because, you know, it was quite obvious. And, um, and, and it was an embarrassment. It was an embarrassing moment for the union. Sorry, go ahead. It was an embarrassing moment for the union. Um, for that trial to take place, we all knew what the outcome was going to be and we all knew what the purpose of it was. The purpose of it was not to find out the truth. The purpose of it was, was, was an inquisition and a political persecution. It's not going to be the last casualty until this battle is over with. They're going to come after more people and they're going to, they're going to try to silence us and they're going to try to, 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 to only um, have them put out approved truths and not real truths. And as much as we in Progressive Action and Transport Workers United um, continue to point out and criticize the leadership, we don't enjoy doing that. It's not like I want to live my life, you know, in the negative. But a lot of times the truth is unpleasant. And it's better that you know what the truth is, unpleasant or not, um, just so this way you know how to fix it. And with those criticisms come wisdom. Um, the wisdom to know what's right and what's wrong and how to move forward. Eventually, we're going to make our union a stronger union by allowing everybody to speak their mind. When I met Trammell in... Um, Trammell. Trammell, sorry. <laughs> uh, in, um, in, in, Stillwell. in Stillwell, um, you know, he was speaking his mind. And it wasn't, it wasn't for me to shut him down or, 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 or give him the opposite opinion of what I thought. He had every right to stand up there and say what he had to say. In the, in, in the exact amount of time that he wanted to say it. And that's what, that's what I respected it. If, if what I agree with you or don't agree with you, you still have every right to say what you want. And that's what we expect out of our union. And our leadership should be leading by example and not terrorizing the membership, but giving the membership power by giving them a voice. That was, that was great. I, I, that was probably like the, one of the, the best group sums up that we had. You know, no, since coming to the show. Yeah, but look, definitely. 
what we want y'all to do by next week, by the time the next show come, we should have progressiveaction.info up. We just secured, you know, um, Google Play Store and um, Apple iTunes podcast. You can search those under Progressive Action. We need y'all to follow our Instagram. That's Progressive Action. Also, our Twitter, Progressive Act. And feel free to email, email us questions, comments, and concerns. ProgressiveAction100 at gmail.com. You know, we it's time for us to start growing and, and getting together. You got something to say, cuz? Yeah, I have something to say. Um, like I said, Tramella myself, um, and Joe and other people who are in a group progressive action, you know, I definitely pride myself on facts. You know, so basically, um it's about getting in you know, all the members and everybody should want to get involved with the, with the union stuff and want to get involved with what's going on. But and also debates are healthy, but I am very particular about the deba- about not debating people who don't know their facts. You got to come with your facts first, and you got to and you and you got to come with the truth before you come and debate me, because I'm not going to debate propaganda. That's you know that's just out of the question. I'm done with debating people about what Roger did. I mean, I don't do it at all. I'm done with debating people about what happened during, you know, the reason for the strike and back with Roger when he was in office. And I'm done with, the, um, you know, the propaganda about, well, you know, this is, you know, this is what, um, you know, you know, this is what Samuels is not doing and all, you know, just a whole bunch of foolishness. That's just not what I'm about. Okay. So basically, um, just like, you know, to sum it up, just like what everybody else said, as a union, we need, you know, in order to make our union strong, we need to come together. And all the newer members, the younger members, members under 40, and but bottom line is the newer members need to get involved. And it is very important because a lot of the people who we have supporting us have time on the job. They at least have 20 years on the job. And, and, and some of them are even retirees, okay? So... What I'm and there's nothing wrong with that because even retirees, it's a beautiful thing to see retirees still active. Okay, it's a very beautiful thing when they came out for the 50th anniversary of the strike. You know, again, you're talking about people who were on that picket line at least to be in their mid 70s. Okay, in their mid 70s to their 80s is probably some of them 90 years old. Okay, but still coming back to put on the union T-shirts and solidarity and say, listen. This is what we did back then. They were proud to do it. They stood strong, and this is what they got. We still live on this job right now. We're still enjoying some of the fruits of their labor from striking, believe it or not. Okay, so this is what I mean when I say a strong, a, a, a strong education and getting involved and going down there and that, you know, you know, people jump down Tremel's throat about education. You know, again, you don't have to have a college degree to get involved. You don't have to have a, a law degree or whatever to get involved. But, you know, if you have a skill, if you have knowledge of something, come and, 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 and get involved and show, OK, I understand this. I can read this. I can, you know, I can read the LM2s. I can read, you know, I can read these documents or whatever. But don't, you know, when it's posted, say, oh, yeah, right. Well, what? I mean, you know, can you at least read the documents that we're posting? And I'm not being funny here, you know. So that's what I mean when I say, you know, bottom line is the younger members just need to get involved because just like that terminology, you know, just like this, um, the, the terminology, 
the children are the future. We're not kids here, but you are the newer members and you are the future of this union. And guess what? Through social engineering, the MTA sees that you're the future of this job. So guess what? When all the, you know, you know, like when all the Joes and the Harry Wills and the Tucsons and, and Jackson, and when everybody is gone, who knows this, who knows their stuff, guess what? The younger members are, man, these motherfuckers don't know nothing. They're not going to. So this is they, what they know is going to come in and negotiate the contract in the future. You see what I'm saying? So that's what I mean where I say you are the future. So that's it. That's all I have to say. Well, that was today's show. Thanks for our guests. Marjorie, Jack, and surprise pop-up guest Joe. Didn't know he was going to be in the building tonight, but he's always welcome. I don't care what they say, Joe. You could be up here 20 times straight. <laughs> let, let them say whatever they want to say. They know that you come in and, and, and saying uh, factual stuff, and they trying to, to limit it and trying to discourage us from, from having guests up here that's going to deliver that message. But that's today's show. Y'all take care and be safe. Peace. Peace out.